Welcome to the Locked on Titans podcast. I am your host, Tyler Rowland. Titans fans, it feels real. It really does. This is the first show that I have recorded since the playoffs where it really, really felt like football was on our doorstep. It's the Christmas Eve feeling that you get in the pit of your stomach where you just know, you just know tomorrow is the day. Well, tomorrow was this weekend. We got our first full team Titans practice. Now, it was unpadded practices, but for a football junkie like me, and as I'm sure you guys are as well, it was glorious. So I am going to break down the biggest takeaways from Titans practice. There were two, one on Friday, one on Sunday, give you my takeaways, a couple tighten ups, tighten downs, a few situations to take a look at that were positive and some negative, but it was just so great to have real Titans football back in my life. So I want to break down all of the biggest takeaways. We will start with the biggest stories coming out of Titans practice over the weekend. In our second segment, I will just give you more takeaways that I had from everything that I observed, everything that I saw, everything that I heard. And then and then we will cap off today's show previewing, because I know a lot of you guys listen to this in the morning during your morning commute, or a lot of you guys are overseas and listen to it even earlier than the Americans who listen to it in the morning, but I am going to give you guys a preview of the Titans' first padded practice, which will take place today on Monday early in the morning American time, of course. So I will give you guys a little bit of a preview of things to watch that could change from the unpadded practices going to the padded practices. So I am so excited to have Titans football back in our lives, and I'm sure you guys are as well. And I will be bringing you guys the best Monday through Friday Titans podcast content that you can find. So make sure that you subscribe to the Locked On Titans podcast on whatever platform you stream and follow me on Twitter at Tic Tac Titans so you can stay up to date on all of the film breakdowns, all of the content that I put up on my Twitter account as well. But with that being said, it is time to dive into takeaways from Titans' first full team practice. Let's get it. On Friday, August the 14th and Sunday, August the 16th, the Titans held their first full team practices of the 2020 offseason. These two practices were unpadded, but it was the first time that all of the Titans team was together on one field getting in individual work and team period work to go along with the walkthroughs and the conditioning that they've been doing since they arrived for training camp at the end of July. The five key takeaways from this weekend of Titans full team practice. On the offensive side of the ball for takeaway number one at the wide receiver position, Khalif Raymond impressed throughout both days of practice with his speed. His quickness is something that we got a glimpse of in 2019 as he made a few big plays for the Titans throughout the season, but it's something that's showing up more and more in Titans training camp and in the offseason so far. Now it is worth noting that this was an 
unpadded practice, and speed will always be amplified without the weight of shoulder pads, but Khalif Raymond showed that speed in a traditional situation in the season last year, so maybe with comfortability in the Titan system this year, he can take a leap as he has been a big part of the positive takeaways you've seen from Titans practice. This was something that was picked up from a podcast done by the Titans media members on Friday evening. Coach Dave McGinnis mentioned something in passing during a conversation on the OTP, and he said that it's not a real competition at the right tackle position, which would indicate that at this moment in time, Dennis Kelly looks like he is cemented as the starter regardless of what happens in the next few weeks of training camp. This would be a logical move by the Titans considering the limited offseason due to COVID-19 restrictions and how it would impact a rookie coming in on the offensive line more. And one thing that will be a positive for the Titans in the 2020 season is continuity as a team and if you're trying to accomplish continuity with the system and familiarity, it makes much more sense to go with Dennis Kelly over the rookie. So we did not get confirmation on the field as the Titans are not giving access to team periods during these practices, but it is something in passing that someone who did get to watch those team periods mentioned on an official media outlet, so we have to take that into consideration. It looks like Dennis Kelly will be the starter for the Titans at right tackle. Moving to the defensive side of the ball and talking about someone who has been running with the number ones, this is something that was also reported on the OTP is that DeAndre Walker has been running with the starters on defense, and DeAndre Walker was the fifth round draft pick in 2019 outside linebacker out of Georgia. He was injured early in the offseason last year and did not play the entire season for the Titans. It appears due to the lack of depth that the Titans have at outside linebacker and the possibility that he was a great draft pick and with health will turn into a solid player for the Titans, a solid rotation player on the edge. It looks like right now he is getting those opportunities and per a Mike Vrabel press conference over the weekend, he's been taking advantage of those opportunities. So DeAndre Walker right now without Vic Beasley, and we'll get to the next step without Kamale Correa, DeAndre Walker is now getting starter reps with the defense, which leads me to why Kamale Correa is not out there with the number ones on defense. He was not seen in either of these practices. It could be injury related, it could not be, but Kamale Correa was not seen out there. Also not seen in Friday's practice was safety Dane Crookshank and running back Dalen Dawkins. Both of those players returned for Sunday's practice, but Correa didn't. And in even bigger news, on Friday, Titans starting safety Kenny Vaccaro was seen injured on the practice field and left practice on Friday. He did return for Sunday's walkthrough period, but didn't participate in individual drills or the team period. So that's something to watch, even if it does not appear that his injury is serious or threatening long-term. And then the final major takeaway from this weekend of Titans practice was on special teams at the kicker position. The incumbent Greg Joseph went 10 for 10, 5 for 5 each day of practice on distance kicks from 38 yards to 53 yards. An undrafted free agent out of Missouri, Tucker McCann, went 8 of 10, missing one kick each day. 
Those were my five biggest takeaways from the weekend of Titans practice, but I have a lot more that I would like to go over with you guys that I observed as well. Talking about Darrington Evans and some of the struggles that we saw him have on Sunday. Talking about the secondary, who looks good, who looks like they are rounded into form. Also, another rookie who had a little bit of a struggle in a certain drill in Christian Fulton. So a lot more observations from Titans practice over the weekend. Let's dive right back into my observations from Titans practice over the weekend. We just went over my five biggest takeaways of the weekend. Khalif Raymond impressing with the speed on offense. Dennis Kelly as the starter in quote-unquote not a real battle as per the OTP on Friday night. Coach Dave McGinnis, DeAndre Walker getting reps with the ones at edge on defense. That's more of a product of issues with depth, which the Titans made a move on Sunday to address the depth, that outside linebacker again. So I'll talk about that, which leads me directly into the injuries to Kenny Vaccaro, Kamale Correa, and then sort of Dane Crookshank and Dalen Dawkins. And then finally, the competition between the kickers, Greg Joseph, 5 for 5, on Friday, 5 for 5 on Sunday. Tucker McCann, 4 for 5 on both days. So Greg Joseph taking the lead in that competition. But let's get into my secondary observations here. Things that I heard, things that I read, things that I saw myself that uh, I think are not as important or not as flashy as those other five takeaways, but are still pretty important to take note of. So we will start on the offensive side of the ball. And Tannehill was sharp. Uh, He looks like he has command of the offense early on. He was very accurate. A lot of reports of things that weren't broadcast uh, to most people were saying that Tannehill was very sharp. He seemed to be on point, was leading guys, telling guys where he wanted them, where he needed them to be. And overall, in general, the offense looked to be ahead of the defense early on, and a lot of that had to do with Ryan Tannehill. Now, a lot of that could have to do with the quarterback that isn't here anymore, which always led to the Titans getting off to a slow start in camp against the defense, but we're past that. Never mind. Sorry if anybody's triggered. Continuing to the running back position, Derrick Henry looked fantastic, and he was getting involved in the passing game a little bit more early on. That's something that the Titans will need to do so that they don't tip off what plays they're running by which running back they have on the field. But when you look at rookie running back Darrington Evans, he actually fumbled twice in team periods during Sunday's practice. Now, Evans never fumbled in his 400-plus carries at Appalachian State in college, so you don't want to assume or just off this bad practice think that he's going to have fumbling issues. But one thing I can tell you is the physicality of playing in the NFL compared to playing the competition that you'll see at Appalachian State is different. The size and the strength of the people you're going against is obviously Obviously different, and Darrington Evans was able to capitalize with his explosiveness and his speed, and it was reported he did look explosive when he got the ball in his hands, so that's great, but he's going to have to adjust to the physicality that goes with the speed that you'll find at the NFL level, and hopefully this isn't indicative of something that'll be a problem in the season, and his ball security from college will translate to the NFL. At the wide receiver position, we talked about Khalif Raymond impressing, but A. 
A.J. Brown just looked to be at a whole new level with his route running, his releases. I do want to say it's something I tweeted about at Tic Tac Titans on Twitter. Having AJ go up against Malcolm every single rep possible in practice, I think is the best move for both of them. AJ especially needs to learn how to deal with physical presses when cornerbacks are up against him at the line of scrimmage and his release work. It's all about footwork and all about technique of how you get off press coverage depending on what route are you taking an inside route. You need to go inside and then cross the defender's face, get inside of him. Do you need to get to the outside towards the sideline and have an outside release? All of that is about footwork depending on the route that AJ's running and those nuances and going against a physical press corner like Malcolm Butler is where he needs to take another step in his development. So I think that matchup there is absolutely perfect. But AJ looked great. He got Malcolm Butler pretty good on a slant route during one-on-one drills. Just looks fantastic, looks totally confident, and he looks like he's the baddest dude on the team, and everybody knows it, and that is exactly the kind of dog that the Titans have needed for the entire John Robinson era. Moving into some other wide receivers, though, I could wax poetic about A.J. Brown all day long. Rashard Davis has been impressing people, not only uh, as a wide receiver, but in the kick return game, but just as a wide receiver, everyone's been talking about his routes, he looks explosive, uh, that's a, a dark horse maybe I didn't give enough credit to in my roster predictions early on, Davis right now, if I had to redo my roster predictions, would be someone who makes the team, so a name to watch, and then one of the undrafted free agents, Mason Kinsey, he just looks like an Adam Humphreys clone, and he had some really good routes in one-on-one periods, I thought he was impressed and he caught the ball pretty well and if the Titans are looking for somebody on the roster who can be a backup in the kick return game and can give them an alternative to Adam Humphreys in the slot as a quick route runner and a chain mover, then Kinsey maybe has an opportunity, and he would be a, a really good story too. Jonu Smith looks great. This is his first real offseason of being healthy. He's been coming back from injuries every offseason so far, including last year rehabbing from a knee injury that took away part of his offseason, so he looks fantastic coming out of breaks and looks as explosive as ever. I mentioned Dennis Kelly looking like he's the starter per Coach Mack on the OTP. Moving over to the defensive side of the ball, without DeAndre Walker as the starter and Kenny Vaccaro and some of the injuries we talked about with Kamale Correa, who could be injured, could not be injured, but he wasn't at practice. In the secondary, Adoree looks good. Uh, he got beat by Adam Humphreys in one-on-ones pretty good on a, on a double move, but other than that, he looked pretty good. He shut down Khalif Raymond on the sideline during one-on-ones, so he looked pretty good. And then Christian Fulton uh, looked decent in coverage per reports, but in what the Titans broadcasted live... Fulton struggled a little bit in the one-on-one tackling drills. They had a situation where they had cones about 6 to 10 feet apart. Uh, he had a ball carrier who would, the, the ball carrier and the defender would be back-to-back. They would run about 6 feet in front of them, spin around a cone, and then, you know, just match up with each other. The offensive guy's trying to juke them out. The defensive guy is trying to make a form tackle without actually taking them to the ground. And Fulton struggled a little bit, and he made an effort to get in the rotation more than just his turn. He popped in there back-to-back a few times, really trying to get that working. You like to see that from a rookie. In that same drill, Bayer just looked like a stud, and you can hear Vrabel talking about Bayer and how excellent he is to the other guys around. He he uses him as an example. Bayer's fantastic. Uh, in that same drill, I will say, guys who played special teams for the Titans last year, Joshua Kalu and Chris Milton, they look really slow-footed. Uh, you can tell why those guys are not every-down players and more just special 
special teams contributors. Uh, they didn't have the kind of change of direction and the hip fluidity that you saw from Bayard, Fulton, even uh, some of the undrafted free agent corners like or not undrafted free agent, but a rookie like Chris Jackson who moves pretty well. Uh, Want to move to special teams a little bit. I talked about the kicker position, but at returner, Khalif Raymond, Cameron Batson, Adam Humphreys, Rashad Davis, and Mason Kinsey all got work as kick and punt returners. Didn't see a Dory Jackson, but I mentioned on one of last week's shows that you know he might be one of those guys who situationally they need to use back there for some explosion in a bad spot, so he needs to learn all the calls. But those five names, Raymond, Batson, Humphreys, Davis, and Kinsey are the guys who are really getting the looks. And then I do want to mention this at the end because we talked about the Titans outside linebacker depth. The Titans added another name to the roster on Sunday at the outside linebacker position, Jamal Davis the second. He was an undrafted free agent from the 2019 draft. He was signed by the Texans after the draft, after going undrafted. He was waived by the Texans and actually spent time with the Titans, a couple months with the Titans on the practice squad last year, along with some other teams. Uh, the Titans just brought him back in. They waived Reggie Gilbert last week. Vic Beasley is still on the non-football injury list, so the Titans are just trying to add any depth that they possibly can to field uh, a couple of lineups with outside linebackers. So add to Wyatt Ray, who was signed earlier in the weekend at the outside linebacker position. We have Jamal Davis, the second, being added to the outside linebacker position. Not to be too negative, but quite frankly, I don't suspect that either of those guys are going to make the roster, so I don't want to spend too much time going over their college stats or things like that. The last thing I want to mention in my takeaway section from Titans training camp is just a little bit of a mini Rollins rant real fast to give to you guys, and it's about the backup quarterback position. No, I'm not going to talk about how they need to bring in a veteran. Everyone said Logan Woodside looked pretty sharp during practice, but Cole McDonald did not look super sharp with his throwing, and what I really want to talk about is there was a, a video during what the Titans live streamed on Sunday of Cole McDonald, the drill I was talking about with the wide receivers and the defensive backs uh, where they, you know, were back-to-back and had to form up and kind of tackle each other. Cole McDonald actually participated in that drill with the wide receivers and the cornerbacks. It's worth mentioning that the same drill was going on with the running backs, the tight ends, and the linebackers, um, but the Titans focused on the, the wide receivers and defensive backs. I, I will tell you that Cole McDonald looked completely out of place with the wide receivers and the cornerbacks, and Mike Vrabel even made a comment, uh, Cole needs to be with the linebackers. He needs to be in the other drill with the tight ends and the running backs and the linebackers because he's not quick enough to even get a good look for the defensive backs in this group. And that video got shared around Twitter by a couple of different people and some names started getting thrown out like Taysom Hill and, you know, talking about the Titans using Cole McDonald with Ryan Tannehill on the field and, and Wildcat looks and, like, like I said, using him like Taysom Hill. That is asinine. Okay, Mike Vrabel made a joke about how, you know, he wasn't fit for that group and needed to be with the linebackers afterwards. And you can't hear Mike Vrabel say that on the video that's getting shared around. It's something that I saw on a different video that was taken by someone else and heard the audio there. But give me a break, everyone. You know, I want to be optimistic. I don't want to rain on any parades, but there is a better chance. I said this on Twitter at Tic Tac Titans. There is a better chance that Cole McDonald plays for a different team this season than there is him taking snaps in the Wildcat with Ryan Tannehill healthy 
in the regular season for the Titans. I mean, give me a break. We we got to slow down on every guy we see. I'm excited to see what Cole McDonald can turn into if he can learn how to throw the ball correctly. But the whole goal was to overhaul this dude's throwing motion when they drafted him in the seventh round. He's not all of a sudden going to be taking wildcat snaps. He's not that kind of athlete. He's not. I wouldn't even say he's as good of an athlete runner as Marcus was early in his, early in his career. So just everybody pump the brakes. The guy's probably going to be on the practice squad all year. Logan Woodside's going to be the backup on the active roster. He'll probably be a protected player on the practice squad, but come on, guys. Everyone just, just calm down. Just calm down. So that is going to do it for my takeaways from Titans training camp full team practices for the first weekend. Again, the Titans' first full padded team practice is on Monday after you guys are probably listening to this. So I'll give you a quick preview of the things that I will be watching for in Monday's full pad practice. first padded practice of the season will take place on Monday afternoon in Nashville. And here are some of the things that I will be looking forward to personally. Part of that practice will be live streamed by the Titans media group. It'll just be the individual drills. They're not going to show any team practice. One, because the, the coaches and the football ops people said no, and two, it wouldn't make sense anyway for them to do that as an organization for competitive reasons, but here are some of the things that I am looking forward to most in the first padded practice, and hopefully we get some some observations of these things. Number one, no injuries. That's the first thing. No major injuries, no non-contact, no broken bones, no torn muscles. I just want everybody to stay healthy. Obviously, when you start having football activities, there are going to be injuries, but I just hope that like Kenny Vaccaro, it's nothing too serious, nothing that will jeopardize the status of any players for the regular season opener with COVID-19 and all of the ups and downs you're going to see in terms of roster transactions and turnover from that angle. You just don't want to see any major injuries from the onslaught, especially at any important positions for the Titans right now, especially this season. Depth is more important than ever. Don't want to see anybody get hurt on day one. Don't want to see anybody get hurt, period, really. And then, once again, something that I talked about when I talked about A.J. Brown, but it's the number one thing that I like to look at when the pads actually go on is releases from the wide receivers and on the, you know, the other side of that coin, press coverage from the cornerbacks. It's one thing when you don't have pads on. Guys don't want to get too physical with each other. You're going to be pressing people's shoulders and things like that. But when the pads go on, that opens up the aggressiveness. And now people can really start to press coverage, get hands on shoulder pads, things like that. I want to see how some, because that's the number one thing that's difficult a lot of the time for college wide receivers or young wide receivers to transition into the NFL is the physicality at the line of scrimmage. It's not something you see a lot in college football. So that's something that guys have a tough time transitioning to. And if undrafted free agents like a Christian Wilkerson or uh, 
Nick Westbrook, Ikeen, or a Mason Kinsey, or even some of the younger guys like Rashard Davis, Khalif Raymond, Cam Batson, Cody Hollister, if these guys want to make the roster and have an impact on Sundays, they have to be able to get off of press coverage, and even like I mentioned, A.J. Brown. I like seeing him go up against Malcolm Butler for that reason as well. On the flip side, someone like Christian Fulton, even Adoree Jackson still, they need to work on their press coverage. I think the Titans are going to press a lot more and play a lot more man coverage this year. When they blitz, it opens up the the defense to do a lot of different things when you can have guys who can do that. So that's something that I personally think is a very interesting watch. And then I want to get to this guy specifically, two guys who have impressed early on with their speed and explosiveness. That's Darrington Evans and Khalif Raymond. I mentioned this in passing early on in the first two segments, but will the speed and the explosiveness remain when the pads go on? The extra weight, the extra physicality that guys will bring. Let's see how fast and explosive these guys look now when they have the pads on. If they still look great, that's a great sign, but... You know, a lot of times these speed guys think back to a high pick like a Tavon Austin who was just recently signed by the 49ers, I think, after becoming quite the journeyman uh, after his time with uh, the Rams and then some time at the Cowboys. I digress. So Tavon Austin always set everybody ablaze before the pads got on. The pads got on and he was so little he just couldn't hang with the physicality. So can those guys who have impressed with their speed and explosiveness and Darrington Evans and Khalif Raymond continue that impressive play once the pads get on? And then I want to see some of the uh, starters who are running with the ones uh, at strong safety. Will it be Dane Crookshank? Will it be Imani Hooker? I think it'll be Imani Hooker. Who is starting with the ones at slot cornerback who is the second uh the third defensive lineman in base all of the roster roles that we debated i want to see who's in those positions we got answers from the otp on friday night and i don't think it was intentional but uh dennis kelly running with the ones at right tackle deandre walker as the secondary edge running with the ones so who takes over the third defensive line spot the slot cornerback um, with Corey Davis on PUP, the third wide receiver in team periods. If we can get any news on the team periods and who's running with who, I think that will be very interesting. But, man, what a weekend of Titans news, information, videos, just everything. Just absolutely excellent. Love seeing the timeline back with real football on it all the time. And we're going to get more of that on Monday when the Titans live stream portions of practice. We get more takeaways. I will be back with you on Tuesday to break every thing down. We got a ton of press conferences over the weekend. The assistant coaches, more players, more Mike Vrabel. Uh, just a lot of content coming in. The season's here, folks. It's time. Football is back. The Titans are back. I'm so excited. And, you know, the NBA playoffs is starting. If you're just a general sports fan, which I'm sure you guys have noticed, I am. It's just an excellent time uh, to be a sports fan right now. With everything going on, you don't want to, you know, try to turn a blind eye to all the real-world problems that we're dealing with, with COVID, with, um, you know, the racial injustice, with the election ahead. I mean, it's crazy times in America right now. Everything going on to the Postal Service. Um, you know, a lot outside of our homes is crazy and unprecedented. But, uh, you know, one positive that we can take in what it was always meant to be is a little bit of a, a stress release. Uh, sports are here, and they're as interesting as they've been in a long time, and I'm excited to continue to break down everything 
especially from the Titans' perspective with you guys Monday through Friday. Make sure you're subscribed to the Locked On Titans podcast on Apple Podcasts, following on Spotify, whatever platform you stream. Follow me on Twitter, at Tic Tac Titans as well. I'm going to have more Tic Tac Titan film breakdowns this season than ever before. Getting into my second season here. Last year was our first run. I was a rookie, guys. Rookie season. I'm back and better than ever. And I hope you guys will stick with me as we make our way through another excellent Titans season. But I could uh, burst with how excited I am. And uh, how happy I am. The smile on my face right now is is pretty ridiculous. I'm sure you can hear it in my tone. But sports are back. Football is back. The Titans are back. And I will be back tomorrow for another edition of the Locked on Titans podcast. As always, I am your host, Tyler Rowland. And this was Locked on Titans.